Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. Hi everyone, Dr. Michelle here with you once again for another week and I'm so glad that you can join me because it's a special day here at Connect Life. We are finishing our Kingdom Culture 101 series. It has been 10 weeks. 10 great weeks, 10 challenging weeks, 10 provoking weeks. It has been 10 weeks for us to really look at what it feels like, sounds like, looks like to live under the leadership, the reign, and the rule of Jesus Christ. Through faith in Jesus, we enter into this fantastic kingdom that has a culture that is like none other on this earth. And to be identified as part of this uh, kingdom and as part of God's family, we must learn this culture and embrace it as our own. We will make a difference in our world and in the communities that we live in and the families that we are part of when we live by the culture of God's kingdom. The victory of Jesus Christ brings to us this access, not so that we can sail through life and just, you know, you know, just do whatever we feel. No, no, but that we can engage with life and really shine as light in dark places. That is what his victory brings to us. And as we endeavor to live with the kingdom's culture, that alone makes a difference. So as we get started, let me say a word of blessing to you, over you, for you, because truly it's a privilege to be able to share with you the word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. In your word, it says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so today it is your word that keeps us alive. And the words that you have spoken to us, they are spirit and they are, they are life, they are truth. And as we journey along our way, sometimes we forget what you say. Sometimes the promises that you give us just seem so far off and seem like they, they're not gonna happen or we have disqualified ourselves from receiving your love and your blessing. But Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are not like we are. You are constant, you are faithful, and you are true. So thank you for the word that you have given to us. Thank you for the words that you speak over us. Thank you for every promise that is that is loading in our lives. And I pray encouragement and strength over every listener to stay with you, to trust in you, because you will do what you have said. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He will do what he has said. He is faithful and true to every word that he has given. And even when we make a mess of things, even when we get distracted from the purpose, he is so, so merciful and so loving to help correct our pathway so we end up in the place where we need to be. That is the kind of God that we serve. So we're going back to Matthew chapter five today. I'm gonna to read to you from verse uh, one. And I'm going to end off at verse 12. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, this closing of this section of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is talking about what it looks like to live in the kingdom. He's giving a description of the blessed life, a life of inner joy and peace, 
wholeness and agreement as we are in right standing with God and how that type of life supersedes every other thing that this world can give. So Matthew chapter five, starting at verse one, it says, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. All right. So this is the ending of this part of the um, Sermon on the Mount, which we call the Beatitudes. And Jesus continues in Matthew chapter 5 through 7 to give more teaching as to what the kingdom looks like and how we are to operate in the kingdom. But we're going to we're going to close off with verses 10 through 12 for today. And it says again, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus lets us know. He is so kind in this that he is so clear. He lets us know what comes with living in the kingdom. There are going to be people that are going to persecute us. There are going to be people who are going to revile us and say all kinds of evil things against us. This is going to happen. And the reason is not because we have a bad attitude or we can't treat people right or that we just go around making a mess of everything and just selfish. It's not that. He says they, when they say these things for my sake because of the life that he has called his followers to lead, lead, because of the choices that his holiness requires of us, because of the sacrifices or the things that we will engage in or we won't engage in, these, this way of living is not going to go down well with everybody. And so there are going to be people who are going to persecute us, who hate us, who say all kinds of different th um, evil things against us. But he puts in a little caveat that they're doing these things for, you know, because of who Jesus is in our lives. Because of our yes to Jesus, we in turn say no to the ways of the world. What do I mean by that? The systems in this world that are based on hatred and injustice and uh, immorality and on lies and deceit, we say no to that. We are supposed to say no to that because the ways of God, the ways of his kingdom are, are based on truth and love and peace and mercy and justice. And so anytime you, you are living in a way that is contrary to the systems of this world, there will be a clash. So he lets us know at the beginning, hey, 
these things are going to happen, but please let it be for my sake, because you've chosen to follow me, because you're living a life that glorifies me, not because your attitude stinks, right? So when we, when we experience all these things, we can feel in our hearts and our souls very despondent and very discouraged and very um, like, why am I doing this? What is this worth? But he tells us in verse 12, I want you to rejoice. And not just be glad, rejoice and be very glad, exceedingly glad, because your reward is in heaven. If we live by the description of Jesus, he will, he will protect us, but our reward is beyond just what we see on this in this earth. There is an eternal, a long-lasting reward that only he can give, and he can only give it for works that are done in his name and according to his heart. So he lets us know, listen, you can rejoice. You can be glad because your reward is certain. I will give it. And also, you are part of the company of my kingdom because the people who went before you, the prophets, those people who endeavored to live according to God's word, they were persecuted too. <laughs> That's like a hallmark of, of this life that you will experience. People who just don't understand, who mis, misjudge, who don't get, who, who don't like the idea that you're standing up for something different. So he doesn't say fight fire with fire and hate them too and tell your haters. No, 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 no. He said, listen, understand that I give the reward and you're not the only ones who have experienced this. When you experience the persecution for the sake of the gospel, there is a distinction made that you are willing to back up what you say with a life lived in surrender to God. One of my favorite quotes I often say is, it's not easy, but it's possible. And we keep in mind that the reward comes from Jesus and it will go beyond this present moment and this present discomfort. And, you know, later on in the chapter, he goes on to talk about being the salt, the salt of the earth and the light of the world, meaning that we've come to make a difference. We have not come to just go with the, the systems of this world and go with what everybody is doing. It has fallen to line with that. No, we are called to bring two things, two things. I want you to take this for, for today. Bring two things to the spheres of influence that he has brought us to. The first thing is truth. He desires that his children will be children of truth that we will know what his heart is, we'll know what his word is, and be willing to lay down our lives for truth. Now, you know, in, in, in a story, there are many sides. There, are, there is my side, there is your side, and then there is the truth. And all of us kind of include a little bit of the truth, but we tend to, to put the slant of the story in such a way where we come out on top. But Jesus says, listen, I want you to bring truth. He says to us in um, John chapter 17 from verse 14, he's praying to his father. He says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. 
They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And hear this, he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So this is what Jesus prayed to the Father for every disciple who would believe on his name, every follower that would come up after him, that we would be sanctified with the word of God, which is truth, and that we would bring this truth to this world. That will be the only thing that will keep us protected from the evil one and all the evil systems and all the injustice and things that will want to destroy God's creation. The second thing that we are to bring to this world in order to be salt and light, to make a difference, to make an impact, is love. Now, many things in this world happen out of fear. Decisions are made, policies are made, um, restrictions are put together, together because of fear. And fear is not the same thing as love. And God so desires us to not only live in his love, or appreciate and value his love, but to live from his love. That means to make decisions, to put, make plans, make strategies, to make movements that are motivated by love. Why? Because that shows that we are motivated by God and that we are living under his leadership. Why? Because God is love. Not that, that touchy-feely or butterflies in my stomach or everything is going my way type of love, but the sacrificial love that is willing to lay down so that you can prosper. And so in 1 John chapter 4, um, from verse 16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Hear this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And in this scripture, we are learning that because God is love and he is perfect love, by him dwelling with us and dwelling in us and filling us from the inside out, our lives are to be characterized, saturated, you know, just overcome by his love. And when it's overcome by his love, then we will not fear. We will not live lives of dread and torment because of the high degree of fear we experience. Even when we have fearful moments, those moments do not, you know, become our life's journey and become our identity. Because the more we embrace the presence of God, the word of God, the truth of God, his love will push out all fear. Can you imagine what it looks like to have people who are characterized, who are known by truth and love? What type of life would they live? What type of world would we live in? And so as we wrap up this series, we end on this note that truth and love causes you to conquer 
the challenges that come your way, causes you to be a difference in this world, to bring flavor like salt and to bring uh, to shine as light, to help illuminate the darkness, not only for your own pathway, but for the pathway of others. We are blessed. We are blessed because of what Jesus has done. And in this journey, yes, you will experience persecution. Yes, you will ex experience people hating on you and saying all kind of evil against you because of your decision to follow Jesus. But the life of one who says yes to Christ and chooses to embrace his truth and his love and to live from that place will be the life of blessing. There is a kingdom's culture. God determines what he will accept. God determines what is true. God determines what is right and beautiful and just. And as we live as part of his family, as we live as part of his, the company of his people, as we live as part of his community of faith in this kingdom, his culture must supersede every culture that we are currently in and his way of life must become our way of life so that we will make the choices, the decisions, the strategies, the plans that will cause his kingdom's glory to be seen and his truth and his love to overtake this world. You are part of that. And if you're not part of the kingdom as yet, trust me, it is the best decision that you can ever make to put your faith in Jesus. It is as simple as believing in your heart who he is and what he has said. Understanding that, hey, I can't do it on my own. I've made a mess of things and at my core, I will rebel against God. Just acknowledging that, confessing that, and then speaking it. Your choice to believe, because believing is a choice, to believe that Jesus died for our sins, rose for our victory, forgives us of our iniquity, and fills us with his presence. Not just for hope, but for lives of hope and faith that show forth his truth and love. Please get in contact with us. Let us know if you're, if you're there, if you're making that decision in your heart, if you're saying that with your mouth, and we want to connect you with some great resources. We want to pray for you. We want to let you know that's the best decision that you've ever made because in the kingdom of God, under the leadership of God, that is the best way to live your life. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for coming for this series. You know, you can always go back and watch the videos, comment, like, share. Let us know how it's going, how we can pray for you, how we can be a blessing to you in this season. And truly, there is victory in the word of God. So from myself, Dr. Michelle, and my team here at Connect Life, I want to say bless you, bless you, bless you. May the peace of God overshadow you today. May the courage of God rise up within you today. May the clarity that comes from the word of God propel you forward into your destiny. Have a great, great week. Bye-bye.